Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Oh, y'all, I just got off the phone with my sponsor. It was a painful one. Okay, gathering my thoughts. So, I was struggling as to whether or not I would give details about that phone call. And ultimately, everything I see on here is the truth and unrehearsed. So the reason I'm going to get into some detail is because I think this might help somebody. I don't know if I'll have the balls to actually say this shit to my sponsor. So what happened was I called my sponsor when I was down south. I told her that I had gotten married um, in a ceremony that my husband and I had on the top of a mountain. And it was not planned. Um, It was a really beautiful moment that is one of the most special things I've ever done. And it was our own ceremony before God. And we honored Jesus in it. We're both Christian. And it was beautiful. So I spoke to her after that, but before I legalized it. Now, her initial response was pretty good. She was shocked, but it was pretty good. And then a couple of days later, I got a text saying she wanted to pray on it. Or she had prayed on it and she wanted to discuss it further, which and I knew it wasn't it wasn't going to be good. And so I made a conscious decision to not talk to her until I got back because I wanted to enjoy my honeymoon before I flew back, essentially. And so this afternoon, I finally spoke with her and I feel like I was cross-examined and then condemned. And she made some very good points, but overall, I feel like this decision is my decision and it is my business and this is between my husband our god and me and i don't need to run decisions by anybody in order to make them and i understand her reaction i get how it looks like i was keeping secrets i get how it looks like i'm acting in my addict self but what i will say is what i've said on previous podcasts which is My decision shouldn't crash anybody's life. It shouldn't make them lose sleep. It shouldn't make them question their role in my life because I'm a 43-year-old woman and in the last eight years, I have navigated through a divorce, through going back to school, through following my calling, through going and pursuing my Masters of Divinity, through becoming self-sufficient in every way, shape, or form. I've essentially been single for the last seven or eight years. And I am not impulsive, and every decision I've made, I've made very thoughtfully. And while on the outside, this may look like an impulsive decision that was kept a secret, what it really was was me feeling very stable and secure and serene and peaceful and protective over my relationship. And I don't expect anybody to understand what I did. In this 3D world, it doesn't make sense. I can't make it make sense to anyone. I am used to living in the large part due to my Christian faith, in the realm, in the world of the supernatural, of miracles, of healing, of spiritual warfare, of divine intervention. And none of that can be explained. 
If I was a sponsor, if I was my sponsor looking at me, I would look for signs of acting in addict behavior. Is she emotionally unstable? Is she having high highs and low lows? Is she not doing service work? Is she not attending meetings? Is she obsessed? Is she, um, what's the other word I use? Not obsessed. Infatuated. Is she overly emotional? What was the goodbye like? Was it teary? It wasn't. Um, And ask questions like, what is he like to you? Why is he different than the rest? What makes you think this is the one? Um, What are the things you love about him? How does he treat your friends? And I know this can't all be ascertained in 11 days, but those are the questions that I would have for the person, not questioning things like, why didn't you run it by me? Um, uh, I can't remember. I, like, I'm sure you can hear my voice. I'm just exhausted about this, but I felt compelled to record a podcast. So what I will say is I have a little bit of experience in this as a sponsor. I once sponsored a woman who was clearly very in love with a much older man um, in AA, And eventually they started dating. I told her why I didn't think it was a good idea, only because she asked me, not because I was like, here is my opinion. I will always ask, do you want to hear what I think or do you want to hear what I feel? There's a lot of times sponsees talk to me about stuff where I do not offer an opinion because I'm not a relationship counselor. And they don't ask if they're not asking me about what I feel think or what my advice is or what the program's response to it would be, then I don't offer it. So this sponsee eventually started dating this man, became engaged to him and asked me um, to attend the wedding. And initially, I said, no, but I didn't tell her why. I said no. And I made an excuse about why I couldn't come because I didn't have the guts to tell her why. But I also don't want to look at someone and say, because I don't support your marriage, because I don't think it's a good idea. And after several months, the wedding was postponed. Um, They're still engaged. After several months, I remember one day thinking, who the fuck am I? I don't approve of her wedding. I don't think it's a good idea. What's loving about that? What's supportive about that? Of course, I'll go to her wedding and support her because I love her and because love is more important. If she were being abused or manipulated or taken advantage of, that's a very different story. But because I didn't agree with it, I just remember just getting a huge reality check. And so that's how I feel about it. I didn't ask anybody's opinion. I told people I did make an amend because my sponsor felt a certain way, um, which I don't, you know, I just don't want to get too much into details because I don't want to betray her confidence. So I won't give you verbatim what she said. But I made her feel a certain way that wasn't good. And there was a word she used to describe how she felt. And I said to that, I am very sorry. I'm very sorry I made you feel that way, that a decision I made caused you to feel that way. And I take responsibility for that. And I see why you would feel that way. I totally understand end of story. Um, So when I was asked how I feel about what other people are thinking about this, I said, I actually don't care what people think about my decision. I understand why people are having, and when I'm talking people, 90% of the people I told 
Um, Yes, we're shocked. But if they know me, they know how thoughtful I am. And they were supportive. Some are optimistically um, excited, optimistically hopeful. And then I have literally like two or three people that did not react well. One of them is my brother. The other one now is my sponsor. Um, And so I said, I care about how people feel, but I don't care about what their opinions or thoughts are on my decision. Um, And then I'll hit a space where I'm like, this is a good thing. Like I have a man who is honoring me, who wants to make a wife out of me. The last one wanted to keep me a secret and told me he couldn't commit to me. This one wants to love me and walk alongside me and support me and encourage me and uplift me. And we dance and we laugh and we heal each other through touch and we talk to each other. And he wants me to wake him up in the middle of the night if I have a bad dream or a bad thought. And he'll say, if you want, you call me a five minutes or five hours. This is a good thing. This is two very good, gentle, loving, kind, giving people wanting to walk through life together. I don't see what's wrong about that. I am not 18. I didn't do it in a drunken party in Vegas. So I just don't understand how my decision can derail people's emotional state. And quite honestly, if I am kept up at night by a sponsee's issues, that's on me. I don't lose sleep over my sponsee stuff. And I have a couple sponsees right now that are really sick because all I can do is know what I'm allowed to do. I mean, um, I can only do what's humanly possible and then I have to surrender the rest to God. Do I trust God? Yes, I do. Can I fix this person? No, I can't. After damage is done and one of my sponsees relapses, which has happened with two sponsees now, um... I say, okay, thank you for being honest. Let's figure out how we're going to get through this. Let's jump back in the steps. I'll never leave you. I don't judge you. You know, I have to have a difficult conversation with a sponsee this week, and I'm not going to leave her. I'm just going to say, I don't know if this is benefiting you. Let's figure out how we can work through this. Let's, like, shift our focus or figure out maybe you do need someone else. I don't know. But I'm not losing sleep over that kind of thing. And to be honest, I may be concerned about friends and family from time to time, but I know what God's job is. And biblically speaking, Jesus says, my burden, my burden, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. My burden is easy. I always get those two mixed up. But what he's essentially saying is, if you trust in me and if you lean on me, You won't go into burnout because you'll know what's yours and you'll know what's mine. You'll do what you do and leave the outcome to me. You do the work. I'm responsible for the results. And so that's where I'm at right now with this. Um, We agreed to regroup at the end of the week and talk about this. Um, I, I don't have an issue with it. Other than being affected by the conversation, I will not make a decision to find another sponsor. If she thinks that I need to find another sponsor, that's another story. But I hope our relationship doesn't change because I love her. I consider her a close friend of mine. Uh, I see her as my sponsor. And I think that's where maybe a little bit of the confusion is. I see people as certain roles in my life. So my sponsor, I deal with with recovery. If I'm dealing with something spiritually difficult, I go to my spiritual advisor. If I'm trying to figure out my academic status or how I am supposed to walk forward as a woman in ministry, I'll go to my mentor, who's also one of my professors. 
if I want to deal with the way the church has theology around something or doctrine around something, I'll go to my pastor. So I have different roles for different people, and our perspectives differ there. My sponsor believes that every major decision should be run through her because that's what she has with her sponsor. And so at one point in the conversation, I said, well, we will have I will respectfully um, agree to disagree with you on this. And she liked that. And so did I. So I think it's possible to have two different perspectives and still work together. And I hope we continue to work together because I love her and she's been my sponsor for five years. But I also practice love and tolerance and patience and kindness. And so I don't judge anyone for their feelings around my decision, Um, not my sponsor either. Um, But there is a certain point where the last podcast I talked about owning our power and not being victims. There is a certain point where I'm just going to have to repeat again that this is a decision I made and I am okay with it and I am at peace with it. And I am very tuned into God and I never felt a moment's hesitation or something akin to don't make this decision now. And that will never be questioned, my relationship with God. So that was my conversation. I feel very tired. Um, I feel very exhausted. I feel, to be honest, disappointed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go put on my favorite show. 90 Day Fiance, which is hilarious because I should do a show called 11 Day Fiance. And I'm going to unpack and organize, which always brings me peace. I made sure after the call that I reached out um, both to my best friend and my husband. I made myself eat because I didn't want to eat. That's typically my default. There is a meeting going on right now that I could join. I'm just sort of checking in with myself and thinking that I need some quiet time and some organization time and some 90-day fiancé time and maybe a cold drink of Coke, which is like my favorite. So this is is life, right? Like this is life in recovery. Life goes on. We make decisions. And if we have a solid program, which I believe I do, I can walk through this, not be triggered, not be activated, not spin out of control, not lose sleep because I know – that I'm right with God. And that's what the steps are all about. It's getting right with God. It's admitting right at the beginning, you're powerless and unmanageable on your own. And the rest is all about God and surrendering and listening. And no one loves a step 11 more than me. So if I feel like we're good, God, we're good. I hope you enjoyed my therapy session. <laughs> um, Listen, I I believe in transparency and honesty, and I've only ever been authentic on here. And sometimes you go into stuff that isn't fun and nice, and it's a little bit uncomfortable. But if that's not recovery, I don't know what is. Thank you for listening to me, and I promise I will talk to you tomorrow.